Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Scran, the podcast passionate about Scottish food and drink. I'm your host, Rosalind Erskine, and this week I'm so excited to announce that the one and only Mr Outlander himself, Sam Ewan, is a guest on the podcast. Sam is a Scottish actor who's most commonly known for playing Scottish warrior Jamie Fraser in Outlander, a historical drama television series based on the novel series of the same name. It is set in Scotland in 1793 at the time of the Jacobite Rising, and has gained fans from all over the world. Sam is a man of many talents and in 2019 he branched out into the whisky scene by founding the Great Glen Company, a platform to share authentic Scottish products, culture and heritage with the world at large. After setting up this company, Sam decided to realise a dream and launch a whisky, a blended scotch called the Sassenach. Fans of Outlander will note his named after his on-screen wife Claire and as a term of endearment. You'll hear all about the inspiration behind the whisky, how it links him back to his Scottish heritage and when it will be launching in the UK. And I wouldn't be true to the podcast if I didn't take Sam on a nostalgic trip down memory lane with his Scottish food favourites. We recorded this interview on Zoom in late October, and we did experience some technical difficulties which explains the conversation we have right at the beginning of the interview. Luckily Sam was really nice about it. I hope you enjoy it. So today I'm joined by Sam. Hi Sam, how are you? Roz, we, we, we made it happen. We did make it happen. Somehow, the wonders of modern technology. And you seem to have a grasp of technology a fraction more than I do. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> so we're here, apart from the technology side, we're here to chat about your whiskey, which is going to launch next month in the UK. So Outlander fans will know this, but can you just tell me a bit about the name and how it links back to the show? Yeah, well, the name is called The Sassanach. And... Uh, I guess the name, you know, became synonymous with my character, Jamie Fraser in Outlander, because the name that he uses for his, his wife, uh, it's a term of endearment, really. And I know in Scotland, previously, you know, it, it has been slightly derogatory, you know, used for, for English people or outsiders. But, but actually, I think through the show, people have kind of realized that actually, yeah, the way he uses it is that. It's a term of endearment. And that's what we wanted to do with the, with the whiskey. You know, we wanted to, to be for the outsider, for, for people that, that don't know about whiskey or that want access to whiskey and want somewhere to start. And it just kind of fit. It fits really well with, with, uh, with the brand. And you said in a previous interview when you were setting up the Great Glen Company that the first um, stop is obviously the lifelong dream of having your own jam. Was it, so it was this dream that prompted you to set up the company and how does it feel now to have realised that dream? Yeah, I mean... You know, so whiskey is synonymous with Scotland and I grew up not really understanding it or or even particularly liking the stuff that I tried. And then I was away. I was uh, living in London and Los Angeles quite a lot. And, um, and I remember going into a bar and sitting with one of my good friends and we, it was sort of around Christmas time. And it was kind of the first time I really ordered a whiskey. And I think it was uh, a Speyside and we sat and we drank a Speyside and it was sort of cold outside. And it just took me back to Scotland. It made me, it had, had so many emotions wrapped up in this, this whiskey. I think because I was being quite, I was quite homesick and missing, missing Scotland and missing home. And 
and I realized at that point that, you know, that whiskey is different to other alcohols. It, it has a lot of memories. It has a lot of senses tied up in it. It's an emotional experience when you have a whiskey, you know, I'm not saying you're crying as you're drinking it. That would be quite <laughs> sad, but, but certainly it, it just, it takes me back home. And so, yeah, the idea of our whiskey is it's called the spirit of home. And no matter where you are in the world, hopefully, you know, you can have a dram of that and it will, it will just, uh, it'll transport you back to the highlands and, and back to Scotland. And it sort of sounds like you had some good ideas for what you wanted from it. So did you go into the process knowing exactly what you wanted or was it sort of like a try and see when you were creating the whiskey? So I think I was approached by a lot of different companies, um, a lot of different distilleries to, to basically to sort of put my name to white label something. At that point, I realized that, you know, I, I didn't want to just, you know, stick my name on a label and, and there, that's it. You know, I really wanted to be part of the process. And I was looking at the whiskeys that I was enjoying and and actually really enjoying a lot of um, Asian whiskeys, the, the blends. They felt intriguing. And also because they were a blend, I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, single malts obviously are kind of held in high esteem, but there's a market out there for the blend and for a blend that is is premium, that is kind of an expression of of what I like and, and what I like about Scotland. And so, yeah, we went down that route to try and create a blend that really expressed something that that, that I enjoy. We tried a lot of whiskey. We went to a lot of different distilleries and met a lot of people and great innovators, great people that throw, you know, all of their, their passion and dedication into to making great spirits. This is the, the blend that we came up with. Which is, I was going to ask you why a blend over a single malt, but I guess that kind of, mm. kind of answers because they're becoming more popular now, aren't they? Especially in cocktails and yeah. things. Yeah, you know, I think it's, it blends traditionally in the past have been kind of looked down on, you know, they've sort of um, seen as being cheaper or, or um, but, but actually, you know, th th they can be so unique and that's what we're trying to do with ours is making a unique blend. It's, it's like, you won't taste this anywhere else. And, you know, we, we've got some really old stuff in there. It's aged. Um, it, it, it really is in a way kind of more interesting. It's like almost making a cocktail. You're, you're blending all these different amazing whiskeys to make something even more special that, you know, after a while, I don't know, I, I with single malts, I, I get not bored, but I get like, I, I'm, I'm looking for something else. And I think that the Asian, the Asian blends really, for me, were where I was leaning towards because, well, they seem to be smoother, they're, they're more balanced, but also, uh, yeah, I was kind of excited about them. So I don't know, that's where I'm in my journey at the moment of like drinking whiskey. And we're talking about this in the morning, you know, 11 mm -hmm. in the morning, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I'll definitely probably bounce back towards single malts in the in the future. But but actually, a large part of our whiskey is also it's a single grain, and it's a it's a nineteen year old organic grain. And I think also that's something that people look down on, maybe a little bit. But actually, I love single grain whiskey, and you can get some amazing age stuff that is probably half the price of a single malt, and is just you know rich delicious uh, and full of character and yeah so I think um, you know it's something that we can celebrate as well. Yeah it's definitely one of those underrated ones just now I think that's going to probably grow quite a lot over the next wee while single grain. Yeah definitely and I think that's what we're looking at you know obviously so the brand Sassanac we're we have this blend that's that's great and it's doing really well and we're obviously looking forward to a UK release but um, in the future I think we're going to start looking at other other innovative spirits whether it's whiskey or something else but but yeah i think a single grain is definitely a route we want to look at as well because they're they're so good i uh it's probably the majority of what i'm drinking right now 
one of our previous guests was Master Blender Rachel Baddy, who got a photo with you at the Keepers of the Quake event yeah. in Castle. <laughs> She's great. Was it that so you've said, you know, you had that jam when you were having a drink with her, a friend and it kind of made, reminded you of home. Was that the moment where you kind of felt like you've got a love for the Scotch whiskey industry, whiskey industry and the community? Or was it kind of further back than that or further on from that? I mean, I've I've always been, um, well, coming back to, to Scotland to shoot Outlander, I think I kind of fell in love with the country and my heritage. You know, you kind of take it for granted a little bit when you're here and then going away and living in London for 12 years and being abroad, I, I sort of came back and really fell in love, not only with the landscape, you know, I was out hiking and, and climbing and sort of cycling around Scotland, but also, yeah, the people and the culture. And we have such, we have such great heritage here. We, you know, we're a little country, but we're very proud of it. But we have amazing products from, you know, not just um, whiskey, but, you know, to to like uh, textiles, you know, to, to tartan, to tweed, to to food as well you know we have we have all these things that we can really celebrate and and i don't know if we do celebrate it enough but yeah i think to answer your question i've definitely uh fallen in love with scotland again and and um everything that we can produce yeah so sassanach has already won gold awards so mm-hmm. in fact it's not even it's, it's, it was quite a limited release at first wasn't it in America. yeah yeah how did it how did that feel for such a new launch yeah yeah so we we started it's we are you know we've only been out about a year now and we did only release in america uh in five states and it was a limited limited uh, release primarily just because uh we were working on the blend and, and it's such a unique blend it's we only had a small amount of product and access to that but we've obviously managed to be we're working on it now to to get uh, larger quantities which is fantastic but it was a long process and actually when we first started we were thinking about doing actually an American whiskey just because of all the different laws and you know importing and exporting from Scotland into America. And America, each state has a different different law and it really is very, very complex. So at the time we were thinking about it. But then we we kind of went down that line and and then I realized sort of after a sort of a while that, you know, to be honest, you know, why am I doing an American whiskey when when we have such great access to, to Scottish whiskies and 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 we've met so many great people in Scotland, great producers. So yeah, we sort of came back to went back to the drawing board and started again. And it really was a process of sort of a, a long process, you know, sort of trying different blends, trying different strengths. Our our, our Sassanac is forty six percent because we wanted something that sort of was slightly heavier on the tongue and has a bit more of a premium feel to it. Yeah, it's just there's just so many factors, even from you know, the design of the logo to, to the bottle, you know, we really sat down and, and sort of was, was part of every part of that process. Yeah, it looks great. It looks like one of those ones that, you know, how Harris Gin has become iconic in its bottle because the way it looks, it mm. looks like go, it's going to go down that route as well. You'll definitely be able to see it on a back bar. Yeah, that was the idea. We we looked at Harris Gin, obviously, you know, I think everyone, especially in Scotland now, has a, an empty bottle of Harris Gin on their on their shelf with some fairy lights in it or yeah. a candle, you know, and I think we we wanted to do the same, you know, we like, let's make something that, that, you know, we're proud of that someone will, it looks good. And then also, if you look at the Japanese blends, you look at Hibiki, you know, they, they've got some beautiful bottle bottles. We wanted to do something with the stopper as well, but, you know, all of these things, it, it adds, but that is our, our unique bottle that we made it, we had to to go and obviously make the mold and then get pass it through all these different tests, which I didn't, who knew there are all these different tests you have to do, you know, there's sort of heat tests, there's travel tests. You have to basically fill up your bottle and leave it for however long you have to test it at different temperatures. You have to check the seal. 
the cork we wanted to use real cork because obviously a lot of people use these synthetic ones but we wanted to use a real one and it's uh it's when you start to really dig into it there's so much to learn and we really didn't know anything when we first started apart from the fact that we like whiskey so it really has been a, a sort of journey of discovery as well and so when are we going to be able to buy it in the uk and whereabouts well yes so <laughs> that's the question <laughs> the question well the question you know end of november is what i'm saying and actually if you look at the end of november the 30th of the november is st andrew's day so uh, that might be a nice day to to launch so yeah we're, we're just gearing up to to that launch and then in the uk we have we have one of the biggest online uh, retailers of of spirits and whiskies who's gonna who's gonna have that product and then we're also looking at a lot of individual retailers and a couple of restaurants and bars hopefully which will be open by then obviously with lockdown but we're really excited to launch it and i'm sort of keeping it all slightly under wraps at the moment um, until we have a full launch but uh, at the same time in the us as well we will be launching uh having another release and as i said in the us it is complicated but we should be able to reach about 20 states some states you can ship to other states and all this sort of thing so if you're interested our website will have all the information and it'll tell you whether we can send you a bottle of the the fine liquid and there'll probably be a new story on the scotsman food drink site as well when we get dates let's hope so yeah. you guys i'll better send you one you'll yeah. be the first people i send it to yeah that would that'd be great yeah well, this is quite random but i used to work with richard rankin behind the bar at Le Bon Bears in Glasgow. Oh, so I was just sorry. <laughs> Has he ever made any drinks on set? And if he hasn't, are you going to make him do that now? Do you know what? I don't think he has. How is he as a barman? He was. I mean, I'm talking like 2004, 2005. It was a while ago. He was good, mm. though. He was a good laugh. Although we were there yeah. until like three in the morning sometimes because it was a hotel bar as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it well. I've, I spent a lot of time in London as a jobbing actor, you know, working in bars and restaurants and I worked for a cocktail company. So, um, and it was mostly populated by actors, which is uh, quite interesting. But yeah, you know, we actually, I think we did have a little cocktail night recently, a sort of socially distant cocktail evening out in the garden when it was a little bit warmer. And um, it was actually with Hennessy who did a, an event and we, we, we all made cocktails. And um, yeah, I think, I think he's got a heavy, a heavy pour is what I would say. He's got a very heavy hand. The cocktails were quite strong. That's probably why we were there till three in the morning. Serving yes, clearly. Serving <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so Scran is a Scottish food and drink podcast. So just got a few questions on Scottish food and drink, if that's all right, to see how your relationship with it is. You were born in Dumfries and Galloway, which is famous for ice cream. So do you have a favourite ice cream? Yes, I do. You want to know what it is? Yes. Yeah, Mint chocolate chip. <laughs> Mint chocolate, Mint chocolate chip. chip. It's It's absolutely the king of ice creams. I mean, I'm partial to to a vanilla or a chocolate, you know, just keep it plain, but then chocolate chip, I think it's got the best of everything. I don't know if you remember the, what were they called? Were they feast bars? Yeah, with a chocolate, bit of chocolate in the middle. It had the thick chocolate chunk in the middle, yep. mint chocolate chip around the outside, and then a crispy chocolate around the top. So you could eat it by layers or you could eat the whole thing. Tremendous. That's That's definitely the best ice cream. And you travel quite a lot for work. So what Scottish food or drink do you stock up to take away with you? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I mean, obviously whiskey. I, I like to take abroad. But, you know, it's interesting. I guess, I mean, you know, we have such great produce in Scotland, you know, from seafood. You know, like you look at, we have these incredible langoustine. We have salmon. We have oysters. We have, you know, all of the seafood. But actually, we don't celebrate enough. It gets sent to other countries. I mean, something like 95% of all langoustines that are fished 
in Scotland go to Europe, which is a shame that we don't sort of uh, we don't use them more. I recently we recently had a sort of soft launch of of our uh, whiskey in Los Angeles at the BAFTA Burns Night, uh, where I had to toast the haggis, and we had the whiskey there as well. But but the haggis had to be smuggled into America. Yeah, haggis is is illegal there. It was, I think it was McSween's haggis as well, which was is tremendous. It's one of the best. So I would say that would be it. I would have to smuggle in some haggis. But actually I did a, I was in Australia maybe two years ago doing some press and I was on a, a breakfast morning television show. And somehow in Australia, they'd got a haggis. They presented it to me in the morning cooked. It smelled so bad. Like <laughs> someone had really bad indigestion. It smelled so bad and I didn't touch it. I was like, I'm not going to eat that. And I think some of the presenters did have a little taste and it didn't look right at all. I don't know what happened to the haggis. I think it was probably sitting in their fridge for a few days and uh, probably gone off. So I hope they weren't. Was it giving you the bulk? It was giving me the bulk, but it wasn't only that. I I actually thought that one of the presenters had had sort of uh, let off some, 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 (laughs) some air. I think I thought one of them had farted because it was smelling so bad. So then I'm sitting there pretending like, like I can't smell something, but it was it was awful. Probably one of a fine acting moment there to be like, this is all fine. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So there's a, a section on the podcast called Desert Island Drinks, which is if you could only take three jams on a desert island, what would they be and why? And That's you can choose so your own, obviously. Good. I can't choose mine. No, you can if you want, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can. Okay. Well, three drams. Oh my god, that's really tough. So I guess I I guess Oh God! First one would have to be, um, as I've talked about, sort of the Asian whiskies. I quite, I quite like the Cavalan. Is that Taiwanese or? But do you know what I've been trying recently is the Amrut, the Indian single malt, which I think is uh, delicious and, and tremendous. So I would take the Amrut. Then probably have to, I have to take something Scottish. Obviously, I would take maybe a peated whiskey, and I recently tried the Glen Turret one of the oldest distillers in Scotland. If you want to try their peated whiskey, it is fantastic, really well balanced. I'd take that. And of course, finally, I'd have to take the Sassanac because uh, it's my whiskey and uh, it has so many memories tied up in it and it's the best whiskey in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we just have a, a quick fire round. So it's five questions. If you just tell me the first thing that comes into your head, if that's okay. 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 Whenever I'm hungry, I think of? Porridge. Comfort food for me is? Um, 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 curry, I think. My favourite childhood dessert is? Oh, a pineapple upside down. My food heaven is? Oh, sushi? And my food hell is? Oh, pork. Ooh, pork knuckle. Yeah. Pork, like, I don't know if you've ever been to, I know I, I was shooting in um, over in Budapest and they like to they like to serve you pork knuckle, which is just, it, it's, you know, with cabbage and potatoes and stuff. And it, it, it could be delicious, but it's not because it's covered in this fat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was brought up a vegetarian f- until I was about t- mid-20s. Um, so when he started eating meat later on. And um, yeah, it's just a little intimidating. I'm not sure I'm quite ready for a pork knuckle. And do you have time for one last question? Yes, I do. Uh, oh, no, I've got to choose. You played Hugh Tennant in the Tennant's advert. What was that like? And what is your favourite Scottish beer? Don't feel like you have to say Tennant's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I I loved that character. He's a madman, but with a great uh, great idea. And um, yeah, no, Tennant's, we, we did a series of adverts over a number of years. And 
we actually shot some of those adverts all over the world. We went to Prague, shot the first ones, and then well, we went to South Africa um, and shot there, which actually, inside of Tip, there's a great gin in South Africa called Inverosh, which they use the Ruabosch uh, to oh, yeah. one of the botanicals. And the Ruabosch is this tea that is uh, caffeine-free, I think. But it gives it this great um, sort of amber hue, like a sort of almost red, russet red color. But it is tremendous, uh, really good, really good gin. Yeah, they they were fantastic to work with tenants. They sent me a lot of beer. So after a while, I have to admit, they sent me a pallet of beer. I, my flatmates at the time were really happy for about a couple of weeks. And then they were just bored of drinking cans of tenants. But you could never get bored of drinking tenants. My favorite beer uh, would be... I can't pass by a Shahalian. Is it Harveston? It's uh, kind of, I love that that mountain. I love Shahalian. I love, it's actually right where we shot um, the Outlander Standing Stones up near Kinlochranach. So for me, yeah, it's got sort of a lot of emotions tied up in it, but also it's uh, just refreshing. Also the Black Isle Blonde. I love that one as well. Tremendous. Nice. Yeah, thank you for your time. It was uh, great to chat and I'm going to look out for your launch. It was a real treat to have Sam Hewn on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed that chat, and in particular, it made me laugh hearing about his not-so-pleasant haggis experience. You certainly need to be in the mood for haggis, and I'm not sure what happened to that one. I also love the fact that he wanted to go with a Scottish producer for the whiskey and be true to his heritage. The Scotch whiskey industry has so much to offer, and it's great to see it being celebrated by those with a platform like Sam. We'll also have the full video version on the Laudable YouTube channel if you would like to see the video version of our chat. Just search for Laudable, which is spelled L-A-U-D-A-B-L-E, and then podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and comment on the YouTube channel. We're a relatively new channel and would really appreciate some support. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review and comment who you would like to see me interview next. I'll also be writing some articles on the Scotsman Food and Drink site about the tasting notes of Sam's Whiskey and some more background information for those interested in purchasing it, so be sure to check those out. Scran is a Laudable production. You can download Scran wherever you get your podcasts, but for exclusive, interactive and immersive content, you can download the Entail app. This episode is presented and co-produced by me, Rosalind Erskine, and co-produced, edited and mixed by Morvan McIntyre.